Holmberg's morning sickness. You've been deceived by an agent of Satan himself. He's evil. Sitting right here. Come on. No, no, he's not. He's not evil. He's just a bit rude. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's time now for what Brady would do. The most moral man in all of Phoenix is about to solve all your problems. And there are some problems coming in, I'll tell you. Folks got troubles. Troubles right here in River City. Uh, before that, though, I said that I would eulogize uh, anyone with for 1099. And immediately, Stephen Kuhn, man with the most difficult last name in all of 2022. I mean, you could have the last name of N-word, and at least it would be funnier <laughs> than Kuhn. Huge in the 90s. Yeah, I mean, yeah, great, great, big back then. But now it's like, wait a second, you're trying to get away with one. I'd rather have something just more, like, direct. To change it. Like, yeah. But he said, uh, get this, he said, all right, eulogize my mom. She died 20 years ago by drinking antifreeze. Got any jokes for that? For 1099, I came up with this. It turns out your mother didn't commit suicide. It was murder. Her neighbor was annoyed with her habits and her behavior and then found on Google that putting antifreeze in the bin is the fastest way to keep those coons from going through your trash. <laughs> Thank you. That's 1099. Sold. I'm proud of that one. <laughs> Anything else, Coon? <laughs> I knew you'd like that. Oh, that's got to be the worst when you're over there at, a, like, you know, Lolo's. And there's a wait. Like, all right, how many in your party? Four. Last name? I don't want to say. <laughs> Just say uh, Stephen. We got five Stevens on the list. I need a last name, sir. Johnson. We have five Johnsons on the list. God damn it. Then you hear it ten minutes later and the whole place just erupts in gunfire. Coon, party of four, coon. <laughs> That's it. That's enough. Crack ass, crack ass. <laughs> crack ass, crack a plain joke on me. Sorry, Stephen. Your life has got to be uncomfortable a lot. He looks old, too. Those coons. <laughs> what are you going to do? What? Those coons age poorly. I don't know what that means.
his family. Well, they don't age at all. They're too busy drinking stuff out of the garage. Mother drink antifreeze. Jesus Christ. Brutal. Anyway, all right. Oh, by the way, uh, Marine Corvette here. Stolen Valor Brady is my favorite Guadalupe Squares participant. He needs to be on more. All right, we'll get to, we'll get to that later. Stolen Valor Brady is a... So many meals on Friday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that <laughs> uniform, I'm telling you, it's just a Boy Scouts outfit. The ascot's got to go. Well, it used to fit. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's why I'm a veteran. This is a long time in the making. I slide into it. Sir, you have a Weebelow badge. Yes, I'm a veteran. Uh, dear, How about this one? Dear Brady... I watched my husband floss Saturday night. The floss string on the sink he left behind was bloody and covered in chunks of stuff. A few seconds later, I look at him and he's kind of chewing on something with his front teeth and throwing away an empty floss. He did the slide string through off. Eat, evidently. I never want this man's mouth anywhere close to me again. I've never been more repulsed by another human being. Is this divorce worthy? Is this a constant? I bet it's been going on the whole time. He eats his flosh chunks. Tea. What would you do if Ronnie was eating flosh chunks? Like a shish kebab. Just yeah. f- <laughs> oh. It's almost better the second time. It's been marinating in between my teeth. Uh, yeah. So you divorce that. Yeah, I don't think I, don't think I sit through that twice. First off, I hope you talk to him about it immediately. Well, there's a there's a pretty good chance it's still tough that it happens only once every five no. years because he doesn't floss too often. That's if there's blood. Well, I you know look, I've got there. a couple spots that bleed when I floss. I've been flossing a lot more lately yeah. too, and it seems to be a lie that my hygienist told me: the more you do it, the less it'll be a problem. I have one spot where I have this fake tooth, and it bleeds. And she's like, just do it harder. No matter what. When yeah. I did it, and now it's bleeding harder. Imagine that. But I do it a lot. And she's always like, your gums are so healthy and you're great. Just that one spot bleeds. So if you just got to get it to where you're rougher with it. I am. I might as well have a saw in there. I'm ripping that thing apart with those, those little sticks with the brushies on them. Getting that in there. I'm just tearing my gums up. So it's not the necessarily that he doesn't. always the tight part for me on the, the flossing. The molars are the no, tightest. But you know why? Because you open your mouth too wide. You should know that. Your mom's a hygienist. You open it less, your gums will stretch or your cheeks will yeah. stretch more. You can get back there. But it doesn't necessarily mean he's not flossing. But statistically speaking, probably not flossing that much. And Especially if there's big chunks. Unless you you know, he had a meal where he's eating you know, big fibrous chunks. stuff. Meat, popcorn, broccoli, meat. popcorn. Oh, yeah. Lettuce. Quite a kebab. Blah. Yeah, divorce this guy. <laughs> there's not enough listerine and this is another thing this is an argument to say always like dismiss all that religious nonsense live with someone before you marry them these are the types of things you find out before you get married like whoa she's a pig like you start getting bathroom habits because when she's just visiting she's not throwing the bathroom habits out that are real when they live with you then the hurricane happens in the bathroom. Not necessarily with the poop, but all their stuff. The pads and in the garbage oh, can. And yeah. <laughs> That's out. That's Cordell and Cordell. If you don't have the decency, like if I take dog crap and just pick it up and then just dump it in the trash, you'd think I was a pig. You bag it and you dispose of it wisely. 
pad in the trash? What what raised you, Stephen Coon's mother? <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Pads in the trash. You bag that up. You staple that bag shut. You put a beekeeper suit on. You take it into the alley and you burn it like a decent human being. Yuck. So you think it's divorce? You know, I they've been married so long. Do you eat your floss chunks? No. Does Ronnie eat her floss chunks? Not that he knows of. Haven't caught her. If you caught her now, this late in the game. Would I divorce her? No, I would go, that's gross. Knock it off. <laughs> and she says, no, it I love ends, the chunks. It ends today. All right, she and, says and, it ends and today. she'd probably say that, too. And I'm then, like, oop, there I am with floss coming out of my mouth. Two weeks later, she's doing it again. Well, now we're talking. We're getting now we're closer. About the we're getting cordial. closer. That's a that's because that to me is like, what are you doing that I don't? What are you hiding? If you're doing this in front of me, what's the embarrassing thing in your life? What don't I know? Do you sift your feces? Do you, I mean, what are we doing here privately that I'm not allowed to see? If this is something you're comfortable with me seeing, you don't want to know. You don't want to know. She's a picking and a eating. Uh, dear Brady. Uh, subject line, is my father a pedophile? My wife and I have been together for five years. I've never gotten along with my father-in-law. He's a very jealous person. And at one point he got so jealous, he accused me of sleeping with my mother-in-law because we talked about football together once. Their relationship has been a complete mess from the start. They've stuck together because they got pregnant after a month of dating. Now, the gross thing is she was 16, he was 23. Eh, not so gross. That's statutory rape. and My wife is a product of that. She doesn't think it's weird, but when I play that Benny Mardonis song, Into the Night, she says it was rapey. I don't see a difference with the two things. I want to know what you guys think. Is he a pedophile? Should I run with this with my wife, Colin? <laughs> no, you I don't. You don't run so. with that theory with, yeah. with the wife? Try to, try to talk her into saying her dad's a pedophile? No. Because, I mean, um, like you said, on some of this stuff, that that was kind of, uh, that happened more often. Oh yeah, the 1623, yeah, 1623. I don't know how old they are, but in the 70s that wasn't an uncommon uh way to get pregnant. So, uh but if you know I think you'd know if there's something going on with the kid was there a relationship with the with his wife? He's definitely a jealous guy. He's accusing oh, yeah. him of sleeping with uh, you know, Mother-in-law. I can speak from experience here a little bit because my first wife's dad had a crush on her in a big way. There was a relationship that was on. He was jealous of me. And I, the last note I wrote him was, uh, she's all yours. You don't have to be jealous of me having sex with your girlfriend anymore. That was the last conversation we had. because there Anymore? Was, well, well, I wasn't going to have sex no, with her. No, no, that's what he said. Well, that's what I said. Oh, okay. I told him. I said, I said to him. I said to oh, him. Oh, okay. I thought he was having the talk beforehand. I'm like, when the divorce thing came out, he, he fires over this, you know, I've always, I don't know why you don't think I like you. And I've always liked him. Like, he was very passive aggressive with me mm-hmm. the whole time. And then I just fired back. I'm like, look, we don't have to pretend anymore. Uh, she's all yours. You don't have to worry about me having sex with your girlfriend anymore. And then sent it off. Because the rumor in the family was there had been a couple of moments that were uncomfortable that they were together in a room and they were caught. Not the full shebang, but some teenage girl nudity and dad in the room shouldn't have been happening. And some photographs I found of her modeling for him that were very much like what uh, 
you know, remember in Silence of the Lambs where she pulled that thing off the back and found those Polaroids of yeah. of uh, Catherine, or no, it was Catherine Bimmel. Who's in there? Bimmel was the one in there. She's a great big fan person. That was the one. And she was in her underwear and stuff. Was he one but, of those dads that would shoot the uh, the model shots of his daughter? Have you seen this? Yes. My daughter's yeah. beautiful. He had one of those uh, photo albums of her. And then he was in advertising, so he was going to get her modeling. I mean, she was very pretty, but yeah. dad shouldn't have been taking those pics. And they were very amateurish, beaver hunt type stuff without all the beaver parts. Was it Harvey Weinstein OG or what? I mean, I'm, I'm just saying it's all allegedly, but it was fishy. And then there'd be a lot of jealousy when we were out together and I was the boyfriend. It was odd. Holmberg's morning sickness. Disgusting. They smell. They're sticky. They say things that are horrible. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. So, yeah, your dad's a pedophile, or your father-in-law's a pedophile. Just deal with it. He just never bought into your program all the way. Didn't think you were worthy. No. And just- no. He was just mad that I was hosing her wrong. He could show me oh, the ropes. <laughs> you call that a fingering? <laughs> I got a pointer. Watch this. <laughs> uh, dear Brady, a conversation you had earlier is me thinking that my daughter is playing me so she can uh, have sex with her pimple-headed POS boyfriend on my dime in my house. I thought I was being an open parent. I allowed her to have her boyfriend over to watch Netflix and hang out. Uh, we've even been open to having him stay for dinner. Ah, he's not that bad a kid. Seemingly, they're 16, almost 17 years old. They go to Brett's alma mater in Gilbert. I heard Toledo say he makes his kid keep the doors open, and it hit me that I don't do that. Uh, how do I find out if my daughter is diddling under my roof? Do I put a camera in there? Well, uh, <laughs> well I'm home even. What do I do? You don't want to see that, Dewey. No, you Dude. don't. It's gonna. Odds are, it's it's, it's gonna happen, or it's not. Yeah, it's happening. Um, the you know the door open on the room isn't a bad policy. No, that's a pretty good one. They but still might slip. One no in matter there. what, I mean that might delay the process. But they're sixteen and seventeen years. Here's old. what it's I inevitable. Would do. Here's what I yeah. would do. This is not bad. Say, look, I know you're both sixteen. You're both gonna have sex. You're gonna do it. Whatever. You're not gonna do it in my house. You gotta find your own way, and I don't want you doing it at all. But if you're not gonna do it at my house, and then set up big dummy old cameras in a room, you know, they don't work. Yeah, but you set them up and go. None of it's happening in here, at all. And every time he's in the house, those cameras are running. Period. And then just have these giant old like Russian have a, a switch that turns the red light. Red on. light, yeah, yeah. Have a yeah, have a guy, have an engineer. Every guy's got an engineer friend that can dummy up a red light. And they just said, when you're here, those red lights are on. So the big cameras used to be like those a circle K yeah, and everything. The three yeah, lenses the on the front, yeah. and they, they spin. Like the biggest camera you can find. In fact, if you can get an old 1800s guy to, to hide under a sheet, under sheet. and fire. <laughs> yeah, have a film strip going. Anything to let them know you are being surveilled. That'll stop them. Door open, door closed. Because I tried to slip a couple in, door open. Just because for the excitement factor. They can't hear us. Let me just, let me just, just tip it. Touch it. 
And you play around doing that kind of stuff. Next thing you know, you're kind of humping with the door open. Nothing's stopping them. They're 16. No. The cameras will you, slow them down. You know, and some parents would say, well, just like the, uh, the parents said, or drinking, I'd rather have them drinking right. at home than sure. other places. Or Drinking's dumb. That's fine. Kids are going to drink, and being aware of that is smart. The sex thing, same thing, but there's more repercussions from that than drinking. Kids. Yeesh. High five, Brad. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's try one more here. That's not bad. Let's see this one. This one I'm reading blind. I don't know. Uh, it says, there's a guy I work with. His name's Ryan. I trained him, and now he's my leader, and he's a terrible person. He drives a forklift around like an asshole. <laughs> he, yeah, he almost hit me with it. He constantly throws away important documents at my desk and my snacks. That speaks to you, Brady. He got two of his friends fired for no reason. No one likes him because he's a snitch and an ass kisser. Jesus. How do I go about getting someone fired or making his life miserable? The easiest uh, thing to do is uh, find a job somewhere else. No. Tattle on him. If he's throwing away important documents. If he's doing stuff. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Wander over and say, that jackass nearly hit me with a forklift. But again, then you have to remember, you trained him. This doesn't word against his, though, too. And also, it doesn't reflect well on the trainer. That the dude's tossing documents, hitting if, people with If he's forklift. tossing documents and doing all that, and, and he's told on other guys. Yeah, tattle back. Absolutely. Yeah. But have someone else tell, because you trained him. So if you trained the guy who's a terrible boss, you look bitter, and you did the bad job training. You're gonna, it's a demerit for you if this guy's a bad problem. And I'm seeing, you know, I don't know. You know, this guy writing in might be, might have been passed up. By being the I think boss. it's a girl. I think it was a girl who trained this person. Yeah, and then and she's they and got now the job. they got the job. That, could that be. wouldn't sit well. If you are a girl, because I'm looking at your name, I'm not going to use it. Uh, go in there and say that you were discriminated against. People hate that, and then get them fired for that. If you're brown at all, you got him by the ass. Just go in there and go. <laughs> He's trying to kill me because he hates brown people. He hit me with a forklift, or take one for the team, like Rudy did in Bad News Bears. You gotta just go get paid. hit. Go get hit by that forklift once. <laughs> ah, Brian! <laughs> he runs over brown ladies. And then you'll be swimming in whatever company's money that is. Uh, finally, Brady. Okay, I've been working at this job uh, for a while now. Good aerospace company, but one problem is that I'm doing two different jobs, but only getting paid for one. I was hired to do. I'm not confrontational. How do I go about asking for more money for two people's jobs without being a jerk? Brian. Asking. Yeah. It's the toughest. Quit being a pussy. Sometimes the toughest step, but there's nothing wrong with asking. Be a man. Say it, Brady. Be a man. Be a man. <laughs> Get in there and say, I want more money. I'm doing two jobs. Doing the job of two. Price of one. You're getting a bargain here. But... He might fire you. Depends so have something lined is. up. Have something lined if, up. Before you go in there mouthing off about how much you deserve, make sure you've got something to back that up because they might not think that about you. They might think you stink at two jobs. They're just waiting for you to quit. So they have to pay your insurance. Might not be a bad thing to do right now because if that two-job thing isn't going to work out, you know they're not going to give you any more money. Right. You're asking anyway. What if another company all of a sudden has it lined up? 
you found out how valuable you That's are what right I'm saying. there. Yeah, go find out. Go find out your value before you. Yeah. you know, because a lot of people have a false sense of self at work that they're so important, but a lot of times they want to fire you and can't because they don't want to pay your insurance. So they just try to make yeah. your life are they miserable. Pushing, yeah, pushing they, you? they want you out. Always find out what they think of you before you start spouting off. But asking for more money, there's nothing wrong with that. And what's worse can happen? They say no. Brett experienced that for almost 15 years. Yeah, that's the truth. <laughs> I know I've been doing overnights for... No. Thanks, sir. Thank you very much. You still work here? Wow, we have an overnight guy? <laughs> you have a good weekend. <laughs> I didn't even know. Did you guys know there's a dude named Bert on in the middle of the night? <laughs> it's Brett. Bat? I don't know. I'll never need to know. <laughs> now you're a daytime person and people like you. It's different. Uh, anyway, well, there you go. There's some gems in there today. <laughs> Ask for money. But that goes for everybody. You're not as important at your work as you think you are. No one is. You're very replaceable. We all are. And the second you spout off, I should be getting this, this, and this, you find out what your bosses actually think of you. Well, let's talk about what you do for Because you think you're doing two jobs, and we're covering you on one of them. Always know. Maybe you're right. Maybe you are super important, but you might oh, also, there's, there's you might also not be. Oh, there's times where you are, you know, obviously being, I mean, there's, times where you're being taken advantage completely of. and you're an idiot yeah. and you're wandering around doing two jobs and they're like don't say anything this guy will do two jobs for the price of one and you got to find out but find out before you mouth off because there could be that you suck at something and they're just hang- like they're trying to hang i you. love working here but mm-hmm. i got a question for you i feel like i, I mean I'm technically not, I'm, I'm doing two yeah, jobs that's right it. now that's it am i do, uh, first and also start off with set them up just go do i do a good job yeah um, are you happy with me here yeah, well, and they know right then and there the boss knows, ah, he's going to ask for money. Set him up. Good luck. And to that lady whose husband eats floss for dessert, <laughs> it's I. there's got to be a better option out there. Ugh. I met a, a lady the other day, a very attractive woman. Where was I? I think it was here. And she came in and her, if this is my husband, they have some company together. And he's a good, good-looking couple. He smiles and shakes my hand. Dead tooth. Big black one right up front. Oh. I'm like, man, she lets that do things to her. I, all I'd think about is there's a dead tooth. Maybe it's on order. Get some white maybe, out or maybe something, man. <laughs> what the hell's wrong? Maybe yeah, there's a, a supply chain paper. one, and he's getting it fixed, but right now he's got to yeah. Well, like Brett said, then, get some liquid paper and, and yeah. feign white on that oh, a little yeah. bit. It was greenish black and dead as a doornail. <laughs> Big smile. Eek, oh, oh, so noticeable. That is so noticeable. Yeah. Wanna, if someone has a just hammer a, teeth. Just a dead. And like, why do you? Yeah. Dead black one. And it's still there. Just pull it. And just say, I got punched. She hits me. And then, ah, ha, ha. And we all move on. Anyway. But I would never let that make out with me or head down south. Wow. I don't want that dead tooth touching me. That zombie tooth. God knows what I'm catching from that. That Ugh. smoky tusk just going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's rotting flesh and like deer feces. Anyway, yeesh. Uh, it's nine thirty six. Just a can of kit, uh, Tic Tacs, and some whiteout. That's yeah. what that person needs. Uh, that is what Brady did. It's brought to you by our friends at Mo Money Pond over there at Twelfth Street and in Indian School. You want to head over there and see everything they've got to offer. They've got it all. And MMP guns in the back. Uh, and they'll give you that loan up a buck. You want a buck? Okay, I got that. $100,000 or more? Yeah, they can do that too. It's easy. Process goes quick. 
and you will be amazed at what they've got. Mo Money Pong, 12th Street and Indian School. They bring you what Brady did, and that is exactly what that man just did. Hey, it's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this. 